Are you tired of being told what to think and how to act? Well, you are not alone. In case you haven't realized it, you have an internal GPS. It knows all you need to know about how to live your life. So it's about time you stopped letting the media and the government tell you what is true for you. In fact, it is exactly that time. It's time to think for yourself. And here to make sure you're doing just that is your host, mediator, author, and lawyer, Carol Gold. Hi, it's Wednesday, July the 6th. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. Yesterday, I was listening to the Mark Levin radio show, and he said something in his opening monologue that really gripped my attention because it's what I talk about and have spoken about in, I think, every single podcast since I've been podcasting. And what Mark Levin said in those first few moments as he was talking about what happened in Highland Park and other mass shootings and the killings that happen every weekend in Chicago, actually that happened every day in Chicago, that happened in Philadelphia, that happened in New Orleans, that happened in other cities around the country. What he said was, it's not the gun, it's the culture. He said, our culture has become diseased. And then he went on to, to sort of elaborate on what his thoughts were around that. And when he said the culture was diseased, I immediately dialed his show because I know he takes calls and because I've been speaking about this forever, it feels like. And I wanted to elaborate and share some thoughts I had with him about this topic of the culture being diseased. Well, I was on hold for two hours and 45 minutes. He's on air for three hours. And I had called in within the first 15 minutes, gotten through. They asked me to hold. So I held and I wound up listening to his entire show. At a later point in the show, he was talking about and questioning why all this hatred for America and he said, there's probably a thousand reasons why there's all this hatred for America, but maybe we need the thousand and first reason because we still don't seem to understand where all this hatred is coming from. And I had the answer to that too. And I was very eager to get on air and talk to him. Well, he began to take calls 20 minutes before he went off the air and he took four calls before he took mine. He took my call with a minute to go being on air, and I barely got to share what I'm about to share with you now, because I would have probably needed a lot longer than he could have given me, even if he had taken my call earlier in the show. And yes, I was really frustrated to have been on hold for two hours and 45 minutes, only to have gotten a sentence or two out. But it's important that I say it here now. When he said the culture is diseased, I wanted to say the culture has a cancer. We shouldn't be calling it cancel culture. We should be calling it cancer culture because in fact, the culture has a disease and that disease has eaten away at a particular aspect of culture. And the aspect that it has eaten away at is personal responsibility. And this is something I talk about probably every single podcast in one form or another. The way that it has eaten away at personal responsibility 
is by an ever-growing centralized government and an ever-growing reliance upon that centralized government. So that when you look to someone else or something else, in, in the nation's case, the federal government, when you look to someone else to subsidize your existence, to give you free stuff, to solve your problems, or at least to tell you that they can solve your problems, what happens is you begin to give up personal responsibility for your own life. You give up personal responsibility for how important it is to make your own decisions based on your own values, based on your own goals. And as personal responsibility has been eroded in this country, it's been done through the education system. You know, it's even as obvious as everybody gets a trophy, right? It doesn't matter whether you're first, second, or third, everybody gets a trophy, Well, if everybody gets a trophy, there is no personal responsibility around training, around getting good at what you're doing, at trying to excel at what you're doing. There's no longer an incentive to be good at what you do because you're going to get acknowledged regardless. This abdication of personal responsibility is really our downfall. Whether it's the family members of the shooter in Highland Park or the social workers who worked with him and knew that he was mentally ill, the police who had come to his home in 2019 and I believe on one other occasion, once because he tried to commit suicide and then in 2019 because he was reported for threatening to kill lots of people. And when the police came to his home, they took away 19 knives that he had in a collection. Or his, as I said, his family members who knew he was not well, who knew he was mentally ill. And even if they didn't know he would go out and kill innocent people en masse, they knew he was self-destructive. And yet all the people around him, from family to social workers to police, everybody abdicated personal responsibility for what they knew about him. Or whether it's our politicians in Washington who go there for a lifetime career, a Joe Biden for 40-some years, or a Nancy Pelosi for at least that many, or a Chuck Schumer who go there, or, or Mitch McConnell. I don't want to just target Democrats. I'm talking about personal responsibility. These people go there to get wealthy. They go there to gain power. They don't go there and commit themselves to the personal responsibility of the position to which they've been elected, which is to do what is in the best interest of their constituents, to do what is in the best interest of the nation. Again, it's an abdication of personal responsibility. I talked about it in the last podcast, I know, because I gave an example. I talked about a personal experience in my own life and how crippling it can be when you allow someone else to, in essence, do the things for yourself that you should be doing because it cripples you. It takes away your own incentive and it skews your view of what your own life path should be looking like and where you should be placing your own priorities. There was a stunning example of the abdication of personal responsibility just this week. Lori Lightfoot is the mayor of Chicago. Chicago has mass murders every weekend. 
The number of people who die every weekend of gun violence in Chicago, those are mass numbers. They may not all get killed at once, but you add up 20, 30, 40, sometimes 50 people on a weekend get killed in Chicago. They have the strictest gun laws in the country, and their mayor, Lori Lightfoot, gave me a stunning example of the abdication of personal responsibility this week. She was speaking at an event, and at that event, she said loud and clear into a microphone, fuck Clarence Thomas. And then a couple days later, when speaking to the press, she said what we need is a return to civility. Now, if that isn't an abdication of personal responsibility, I don't know what is. Is she not personally responsible for the rage and the anger and what she expressed about a Supreme Court justice and the way in which she expressed it and the glee that she exhibited while she was doing it? Where is her personal responsibility? And where is the press in calling out her hypocrisy for one day saying what she said about Clarence Thomas and a couple days later trying to sell that what we need is a new level of civility? Why is she not included in that new level of civility? Which leads me to Mark Levin's question. He said, we have probably a thousand reasons why there's so much anger in America, so much hatred for America. And he's kept saying, I just don't understand it. I just don't understand it. Where does it come from? Well, let me connect these two dots for you. The United States was founded upon personal responsibility. Those early settlers who crossed a vicious ocean and arrived at an alien land that they had no idea how to survive in, that experienced conditions that we will never know and probably can't even comprehend. So many died in those first years. Some, I don't even remember the percentage, but an incredible percentage of them died. Most of them died. But they existed on personal responsibility. Those who survived, survived because every single one of them took personal responsibility for not only keeping themselves alive, but being a contributing factor to the community so that as many people as possible survived. The whole history of the expansion across this land that created what we now know as the United States of America is story after story of personal responsibility, of heroics and obligations met and adversity overcome through the sheer will of personal responsibility. So think about this. If America stands for personal responsibility, that's our foundation. And if what we have done is given up personal responsibility, If what we have done is, I can't even call it evolved, if we have devolved to where we rely on government or we rely on an organization or someone else to do things for us, to make life easier for us, if we've abdicated the very thing that this nation is founded upon, if we've been encouraged to give up personal power and personal responsibility to others, and been taught that that's what we should do, that that's the right road to take. Free money, free phones, free stuff, free education. Let the government take care of you. 
then isn't it the obvious answer to why there is so much hatred for America? The hatred is at the personal responsibility that each one of us knows we need to pick up and handle and live our own lives based on personal responsibility. Isn't that why there's so much hatred for America? The hatred has been nourished and nurtured by those who don't want individuals to be personally responsible. They want individuals to be good slaves. It's so ironic to me that there is such an uproar in this country about slavery now, about what white people did to black people and brown people and yellow people, what white people have done to people of color, when in fact, we're now all acting like slaves by giving up personal responsibility. And on that subject of slavery, past, present, and I hope not future, Let me say that a long time ago, I had a problem with a relative, and I was very angry at this relative for something they had done. And I went to my rabbi at the time, and I said to him, Rabbi, here's what happened, and here's where my anger originates. But I have a commandment that tells me to honor thy father and thy mother. So how do I do that? And the rabbi said to me, The way you honor is by not telling anyone what that person did. That's how you can keep the commandment. I tell you this because if there was and there was slavery in this country, if black people were enslaved, if they were brought from Africa and they were put in chains and sold as property and worked like oxen, I didn't do it. You didn't do it. And because you are white or I am white does not mean that I have to feel shame for what someone else did. What I have to do is not do that. That's the opposite of honoring. When you honor someone, you live the best of them. You can also honor someone by not perpetuating the worst of them. And so this whole movement of white shame and white privilege and all this crap, excuse my language, comes again from an effort to actually diminish personal responsibility because I have a responsibility to the history of the bad that this country has done. And we've made mistakes, both domestic and foreign. But my responsibility is to never make such a mistake on my own. I'm not responsible for what people who came before me did. I am responsible for what I do. I don't have to feel shame. What I can feel is incredible sadness for how cruel humanity can be to itself because there's only one of us and so to hurt someone else is to hurt yourself. I can feel incredible sadness I can even feel sympathy. I'm not sure I can feel empathy because I've never physically been enslaved, but I can do something about it in my time, in my lifetime. I can make sure I never behave that way. I can make sure that I judge a person by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. That's my responsibility. All of this group think 
and herding people into categories of whether they are privileged or not privileged is also crap because it's in a sense like tribalism and all tribalism does is divide people. It never unites them. It's why the Middle East never gets past itself for the most part. Why the Arabic countries and the Muslim countries, why Afghanistan is still so tribal and primitive. It's why they can't unite because they're all clustered in little groups, in little groups that self-identify and then see every other group as an enemy. And that's what's been done to us. So you combine a lack of personal responsibility and tribalism, and you have the perfect combination to hate America, because America stands for the opposite of both. America stands for personal responsibility, and America stands for e pluribus unum, out of many, one. Not little groups against one another, out of many, one. I'm sorry if my, I want to apologize if my voice sounds angry during this podcast, or at least for the last few minutes, I feel so strongly about what I'm saying, but I don't want to be angry because I don't think anger solves anything. It's rarely a solution, barely warranted, except in instances when one's own existence is threatened. And maybe that's why I'm angry. I feel The existence of the United States is, in fact, threatened. Because if we don't understand what our foundation is, what the guiding principle is that allowed this country to become the greatest example of liberty ever to have existed on the face of the earth, then our existence is threatened. And for that, I have grave concern. Please give some thought to how you handle personal responsibility in your life to whether you are so insulated in your mindset, in the group that you're identifying with at the moment, in the political positions that you've taken, and the identities that you've either taken on voluntarily or have been imposed upon you, that are causing you to think of yourself as separate from everyone else. We're not. We're all connected. I really love the concept of there's only one of us. And that to do harm to one is to do harm to all. It doesn't mean that the principle of collective salvation is our answer. We are all personally responsible. But in that responsibility, there also needs to be an awareness that in ways we cannot see and cannot touch, we are in fact all connected. Through that understanding, Perhaps we can come as close as possible to empathy for the suffering of others that we ourselves have never experienced, but that nonetheless exists. An understanding of all of that will make us each better individuals and ultimately will make us a better nation. Thanks for listening. I'm Carol Gold. I'll be back here again on Friday. And until then, by all means, think for yourself. Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's carol with an E, gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.